Hello, TTB community. I am Bob Domena, and here with me, as always, is the incredibly uh, beautiful Elliot Chibley. So, thank you. <laughs> uh, so, uh, each week, we like to bring you insight from travel authors, adventurers, conservationists, digital nomads, tour guides, and from our from our very own personal travel experiences. This week is our travel news episode. So this is where we break down some of our personal uh, favorites regarding the travel industry. Um, this week we have four episodes, but if you yourself are listening to this and you have some travel news that you would like to share with us and share on the show, uh, we can do though we can do so. Just please send us an email at either the Travelers Blueprint at gmail.com or a direct message on Instagram at Facebook. Our handle is the Travelers Blueprint. This month's travel bites, we've got mountaineers in Tibet, a mama bear, a, we discuss Airbnb and touch up on what we had discussed last week and some updates. And then our last article is related to GeoGuessr. So travel tip of the week is choose your theme. And this could be anything that interests you or something you want to learn more about. Um, and you can either set this ahead of time, or if you have a set itinerary, you can tweak it and modify it to or to apply these themes. So anywhere from like culinary de delights, uh, historical quests, nature and wildlife, artistic journeys, spiritual voyage, or a photography expedition, just to name a few. And before we get started, if you like us and you find this podcast entertaining, please consider giving us a review on iTunes. If you love us, we would be forever grateful if you could subscribe to the show and share some of our social media posts as a story on Facebook or Instagram, or share it with friends, family, whoever. I would remember we do post on social media images from the episode and feel free to reach out to us uh, for any feedback or recommendations on future episodes. Lastly, please consider some of the awesome travel products that we offer. How do you organize and plan your trip? So if you like to keep your trip organized like we do, you can use the travel journal and planner that we developed for our very own personal travel experiences. This will allow you to record things like the dates, the budget, the top destinations, the currency exchange rate, the time difference. It has a fillable calendar and it provides you the ability to write out your entire itinerary by the hour. In addition to that, it has a place to store reservation information, a packing list, a to-do list. And then at the very back, it offers you space to journal about your trip. You can find this travel journal planner on our products page, and once you download it, you have it forever, and you can reprint and refill it out for every trip you have moving forward. Now, if you do decide to purchase this, we encourage you to reach out to us with any tips to make it better. To help compile all of your info for the journal slash planner, we turned ourselves into cartoons to create a five-part video course that provides a step-by-step -step process to create the ultimate itinerary, including number one, navigation, number two, booking airfare, number three, blogs, research, and reviews, number four, itinerary building, and number five, safety, cultural norms, and thoughtful travel. The goal of this video tutorial is so that you can become your own personal travel agent and learn how to be plan efficient trips now and forever, all the while saving you money to splurge on a nice meal or first class seat for your next adventure. Yeah. And now, so if you still think that planning your trip is a little bit too much, or you just don't have time to sit down and actually do it, I can personally plan your trip for you using all the information that we just mentioned. If you're interested in this, please send me an email at thetravelersblueprint at gmail.com or visit our service pages on our website, and we can meet over Zoom to discuss the details of your trip. You want to contribute to the podcast? 
If you work in the travel industry, you can join us for a travel roundtable discussion by submitting your information through the TAT form on our website. You can also send us a travel article via direct message or at thetravelersblueprint at gmail.com for the monthly Travel Bites episode. Support us by wearing us. Go to redbubble.com to find awesome gear and merchandise of the Traveler's Blueprint. Some of the cost comes directly to us to help support the podcast. We definitely recommend the hoodie and the hat and maybe a sticker or a travel mug. Whether you purchase a product from us or just want to learn about travel alongside us as we interview our guests, know that we greatly value your support as a listener of the show. Welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint. Start designing your next adventure. First episode is, or first article, man, you got me hooked on that episode thing. First article is related to uh, mountaineers in Tibet trying to scale one of the 14 tallest peaks. So this is a very unfortunate story. Um, two American women were both with Nepalese guides and killed in separate avalanches on Mount, I may butcher this, but in Shisha Pangma in Tibet. And they were both striving to be the first American women to scale the world's 14 tallest mountains. And the fact that this happened uh, earlier this month on the same day in separate avalanches is very rare. Um, going further into the article, it does appear that this they had tried to scale this shortly after the regular hiking season. So I think they were trying to fit this in to the end of the season hikes and the conditions weren't optimal. Um, and I guess they both felt that the risk was worth it. And unfortunately it did not pay off. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's a tough one. I, when I see articles like this, or I shouldn't say articles, when I, when I hear stories like this uh, about people dying this way, uh, I, I kind of have like two thought processes. And one of them is, you know, you have these women who, who died doing what they love. And I know that's kind of cliche, but, um, I wonder, you know, if you talk to them, would they rather have not tried or would they rather have died trying? Uh, the answer is probably mm -hmm. die trying or else they wouldn't have been in that situation. And so, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really tough. Like it is very to tough. sort of absorb all this, um, man. Yeah. And there, there was actually a recent article, um, that kind of tied into this, but we're not going to, I didn't put it in here for this month. K2, as you're aware, is the second tallest mountain in the world, and it is far deadlier than Everest. One in every four attempts results in death. Wow. One in every have you, four. Have you seen the documentary on Netflix called The Alpinist? No. Yes. Yes. Yeah. With the, the is he, he's Canadian? Mark, yeah. Uh, French Canadian? Yep. I forget his last name. <clears throat> yeah. Really intense. Uh. I guess we won't share too much about it, but um, he Mark is, Andre, yeah, yeah, he is a He's he is a, a Canadian as well, rock climber. Yep, yeah, really good, um, very good documentary. Yeah, tough stuff. Um, really sad for them, the families, the the entire climbing community. Yep. So, all right, what's next? What's next is just more of a fun one. Uh, so every year around this time, NPR actually does a fat bear week actually they do it all throughout the year starting in post hibernation where they catalog uh each of the bears they're tracking and they identify their approximate weight after hibernation and then see who has become the largest or gained the most weight near the end of the season so 
an empty nest mama bear just won the fat bear week. And that was October, the second week in October. So she started the season uh, fairly, fairly light. And because she did not have any kids to be with her, she was actually able to put in a lot of work and gain a lot of weight. And she got so large that she actually had uh, some of the adult males avoiding her while she was in the streams fishing. Oh, that's awesome. That's really funny. This, this entire thing is pretty, pretty funny. Um, where is the bear located? I'm sorry. Does it say? I actually did not catch that. Brooks no, River. There it is. Brooks River and Katmai National Park. Okay. Oh, man. I want to go there so bad. Yeah. Uh, that is the national park with the standing platform over the uh, like small waterfall area where the bears actually stand. And the salmon will swim up river at this point. And as they jump, they it's the bears essentially try to catch them. Uh, there's a live camera there that you can watch at any point uh, in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's such a cool place. So unique. Awesome. And I really, like, it's very high on my list. I may actually go there next year because we are throwing around the idea of doing a uh, Alaskan cruise with the family. Um, oh, cool. So I may see it and I'll have to report back on on that experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we're, I mean, Amanda and I are throwing around the idea of doing Glacier next year. Glacier. Yeah. And Glacier National, Glacier National Park. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll link up. We talk, right? Maybe. We'll catch up we on talk that. a few times a year. Um, next one is just this fascinating experiment uh, happening in New York City uh, regarding Airbnbs. So if you're not familiar with the previous news event, um, and I'll, well, I'll catch you up really quickly. So there are new regulations taking place in New York City around Airbnb. They're essentially forcing uh, these new rules that limit operations as a whole. Specifically, they restrict uh, the number of people you can have in your stay, and I believe no more than two, which Rudolph. is just radical. Yep. And then the other one, which is, uh, I guess, equally radical as radical, is that there um, you have to, if you are renting your place on Airbnb, you need to actually stay in that place in some form. Basically um, making it a bed and breakfast. Yeah, man. And so this has had sig a significant impact on Airbnb. Uh, the numbers that I'm seeing are at, at prior to these regulations, there was roughly 22,000 Airbnbs in the city. And now we're down to 2,300. Uh, Airbnb is saying that uh, they're expecting an $85 million annual revenue loss. Um, now, the interesting thing uh, that's happening now is there's the emergence of this black market. Uh, essentially, all of these people that were posting on Airbnb, roughly 20,000 of them, I, I guess I shouldn't say all, but maybe a significant portion of them, are now turning to other platforms to post their accommodation, uh, specifically um, Facebook a Marketplace and Craigslist. So uh, Airbnb lets them go. They now post on these platforms to kind of work around that. And which are notorious because you can have more fraud and spam type requests or and and that's the issue and yeah. that's the issue that's arising so now you have real renters who were on Airbnb now posting on Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist to get people to fill their places and you see these scamist opportunists who are now posting i guess some sort of accommodation in hopes that they'll scam people out of money to some degree. I mean, yeah. I don't know if it's just an upfront scam where they're providing false links and taking people's money or credit card information or where they're actually providing accommodations, which is even scarier, where 
you have some scammer who has no experience in hospitality providing some accommodation where people show up and there are issues. I mean, I'm just speculating. I don't know if that's specifically yeah. happening, but uh, it's, I would, I would personally, that's something that I would consider. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, um, and then not only are you, do you have the scammers on Craigslist and Facebook, but this is attacking travelers in a twofold because they're having trouble finding Airbnbs. Their, their searches aren't necessarily safe. And not only if they decide to pursue, if they move away from the Airbnb route and actually start to go back to hotels, hotel rates are now increasing because of this clampdown. So hotels are being uh, pressured because their occupancy rates are increasing and their room rates are increasing because there's a lack of availability. And it this is just becoming kind of a, a perfect storm. So we'll see how this affect if if these regulations hold or if they are pulled back in some manner. I mean, if this ends up being applied to other major cities throughout the the U.S. and the world, it's going to be an issue. Yeah, one thing I'm curious about, and and I I think that we did mention it. Maybe you remember, uh, is Airbnb pushing back in the courts? <clears throat> I could see this going up to the Supreme Court. <laughs> You know, I so this is going to be interesting. I I guarantee you that Airbnb is not going to go out without a fight, especially in New York City of all places. So, um, but just to summarize everything, because I think it is a little bit complicated and weird. So essentially, what you're seeing is New York City cracks down on Airbnb. It leads to a drop in Airbnb listings. It leads to a rise in black market underground rentals and scams. It also leads to a rise in hotel rates and the growth of alternative platforms. However, with uncertain regulations and compliance to follow for those platforms. Yeah. So a bunch of stuff. So going maybe on here. maybe this will be sort of to related to ecology, like a forest fire where there is a secondary growth that comes out of this and there's a lot of platforms and opportunity and a more diverse way to rent in New York. And now announcing the Traveler's Blueprint booking platform where you can book <laughs> your place. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, this last one I think is super fun. Um, if if you're a listener of the show, perhaps you are familiar with GeoGuessr. So it's this website where you essentially are provided with uh, a, a street view of some location in the world, and you then have to guess that location you can pick by place, you can pick by country, you can pick by city, and there are actually different ways in which you can guess. You can compete with other people in multiplayer mode. Uh, you can do like this time trial. It's it's really fun if you're into geography and travel. This is probably a game that you'll have fun with. And Again, it's also it's also puzzle based too because you can use some intuition to figure it out. Like if you know some ecology, you know that if it's snow, you're not going to be in Mexico. Right, right. And so so Marlia and I have this game that we play. Uh, for, I, I think I mainly play it, uh, but any movie or show that we watch ever, there's always the scene that sort of shows the context of the building or the location that they're in and gives you good scenery, whether it's like a skyline view before they go closer to the people. And and her and I uh, will always try to like be the first one to say where it is. Yeah. And so no, and it, it doesn't matter what the show is, but I I try to have an eye for vegetation, uh, geology, uh, uh, architecture designs, all these different things. You can start to figure out where 
where they're located. I mean, if you're familiar with the United States, it's very easy to see, to, to pick out the difference between Arizona and New Hampshire uh, based on vegetation and architecture designs and, and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So uh, it's a game that we love to play. And it's essentially- I play, I some play it with Amanda this. too. It is fun. You do that too? Yeah. yeah. And just to give you a little bit of background on GeoGuessr, it was uh, established in 2013 by Anton Wallen and it has got a data or a user base of over 60 million now. Just kind of wild. Yeah. And the reason we're actually talking about it is they had this esports event where you have people from around the world competing for $50,000. Someone from the Netherlands won this year. Uh, His name is uh, Hansis from the Netherlands. Uh, He won three to one uh, in a series of which was best of five. And so um, if you're interested, when I was looking around for this article to talk about it. There are plenty of YouTube videos out there that can kind of give you the highlights on this GeoGuessers World Cup series. Um, but it is it is really interesting that there people are now competing for $50,000 in this game of essentially who can figure out where these places are located. And, uh, you know, to kind of give a little more context to it, um, I was playing today as right after I wrote this up for the show, and it gave me a highway picture. And I knew the picture was in the northeast just i've driven around in the northeast a lot um i ended up thinking that it was uh in like maryland somewhere it ended up being new jersey my home state and i didn't oh, even get man. it right no yeah. way oh um, that's disappointing which i mean who can tell the difference between a highway in maryland versus new well, jersey you, not you just gotta go down the street view and find the and find the signs and where it yeah. says Atlantic City. Or oh, you, oh, wait. I didn't know you can go down and like until you find something. I thought you just were stuck on that image. No, no, you, you can have, move around you have the time. Circle. Well, I guess there's there, there's different levels. But yeah, in some of them, you can move along the roads and try to find oh. signage or different vegetation or a building. Um, yeah, some of them are some of them are challenging. And the head-to-heads can be fun because as soon as you guess, it puts a timer on them to guess. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You and but I I've gotten have to... some. Like some I've gotten, because I know exactly where it is. And Mm -hmm. when you drop the pin on Google Maps, like I've gotten within six yards. Wow. 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 Yeah. Lots of fun. Really interesting. This is a sport I can get behind. (laughs) All right. right, So that wraps up our travel bites for this month. We do have an episode, a guest episode this month with Harry Mitsidis. And we discuss Ukraine and dark tourism and his uh, company or his platform that he founded, which is called Nomad Mania. Fascinating conversation. So definitely look forward to that. Uh, thank you for listening. If you love us enough to support us in a financial way, you can do so by clicking the link in the show notes or Instagram, where you can donate as little as $1, which goes toward the software programs and uh, the things that we buy to keep the show running. If you just like us enough to support us in a non-financial way, honestly, the best way to do that is by liking and sharing and and just talking about the show, uh, regardless of what you do and if you do nothing at all. Uh, we, we really um, are grateful for you listening to the show. So just stay healthy and tune in next week.